Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I always hated glue sticks. I don't know why. They just never seem to work. They're the worst. Some yeah. of them are drier than others. Some of them are just like dry out. A kid forgets to put the cap on. He ruins a whole glue stick for everyone. Oh, glue sticks are awful. Hey, Science Bells, and welcome back to another episode of The Random Theory. I'm Grace. And I'm Josh. And together we make up The Random Theory podcast. Nice. We do. Together. Together. It's the two of us, you know. We explore the unknown and uh, explain things around you with some science. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, pollen. Oh, man. Pollen here in New York is bad right now. All I am is just itchy and swollen. I have been sick for like the last little bit, you know. Yeah. And I've actually been, I'm at my parents' house. For anyone, I'm in the I'm in the small farm town. I'm here. <laughs> He's in the small farm I'm town. <laughs> coming at you live from the small farm town. I feel like you just need to go give us a tour. Like we just need to send you out with the camera and the mic. I know. And just I, let I, you do a, like a little live report. Like, I've got like the window. I've got the window open here. I just need to like pan <laughs> the camera over and just kind of show you what we're working with here. But um, oh, but anyway, like I was I was really sick and I, I went to the doctor and they said it was a sinus infection. Yeah. But now, like, I took some medicine for it, but now I'm just like, I think it's just allergies. I'm just dying yeah. of allergies. Yeah. Remember that one sinus infection I had that just would not go away? I was sick for, like, a whole month. Yeah, you were sick forever on that one. Maybe you got that. <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't surprise me. So should we should we get into some ratings and reviews and email? Yeah, I'm all about it. You want to go first? Okay. Uh, yeah, so I got an email here. I don't... I hope maybe you'll remember because I don't, and I'm sorry to this person, I don't remember what one we used their idea for. So the person is named Sarah Talkington, which I remember the name, Sarah Talkington. Um, we apparently used her suggestion. Uh, she said, I've returned. Thank you so much for answering my question so quickly. When I saw the, that you used my idea, I screamed in my car and maybe bursted my mom's eardrums. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, the casual oops. Like. I know, just a little oops. Also, there's a little emoji, like the like sweating emoji or whatever right there. So, um, she said, Also, Sarah, screaming in the car is never a good idea. That's dangerous. That's asking for an accident to happen. So. <laughs> She also said, I also used what I learned from y'all in biology, and it helped so much. Oh. I also have another question. Surprise, surprise. That's what she said. That was not mine. <laughs> I was wondering how earwax works. Also, why it smells weird and the science behind the color. I don't know if I've ever smelled my earwax. I, I, I had that same thought. I don't know if I... I don't know what maybe the smell... Maybe I have, like, maybe when I was younger... 
Maybe yeah. that's why I don't do it anymore. But that is actually a very good question. It is actually one we should probably bump to the top of our list because you do get a lot of earwax buildup when you have sinuses and allergies. So, so we're, we're going to bump that, that one up. <laughs> we are dying from that currently. Also, everyone is basically just like dying off of plant sperm currently. What a way to <laughs> think about that. <laughs> It is. It's literally the little pollen pores or plant sperm so they can go fertilize another plant and grow another plant. I mean, it's science, man. You're not wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> that is that is the science there. I just never heard it heard it referred to as that. That was pretty good. Okay. Back to it. Sarah, thank you so much for writing in again. I'm sorry I don't remember what She was the one that wanted to know about fish pee. Was that her? Yeah, she did fish pee. Okay. Well, that's good Which, to know. Sarah, that has taken off everywhere. If yeah. you are curious, you can actually use the T-Core video. We did a whole video on fish pee. So mm-hmm. you can use that in class because we talk all about osmosis. It's a good video too. One of my it's favorites. It's a great video. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> Sarah really has created a lot of content for us. Uh, yeah, I feel like... how fish pee. We owe her some money or something. We've made so much content off of that. Whenever we get so. a a merch hat or a shirt or something for random theory we'll make sure sarah gets one well i guess the next thing is going to be earwax then it has to be sarah just keep it coming (laughs) she's just providing us gold here it's gold it's literally gold because that's like such a good question because i've never thought about it just earwax is just like there you know yeah it is a good question everyone's got it but what what's it about sarah thank you for writing in again and like just being an awesome science pal because yeah like you're awesome like 10 out of 10 <laughs> yeah thank you so much you're clearly killing it with the ideas so i can almost guarantee there's going to be some earwax content coming in the future uh what do you got on the ratings and reviews i have from apple podcast it's titled coolest pod in the universe uh-huh. it says hello This is my third review. And when I heard that you need more podcast ideas, I thought I would give you a few. This is from our friend Creature Eleven. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Creature loves 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 giving us ideas, which they're always great. So I'm here for it. Totally here for it. So they said, number one, how is glue made? And is it true that it used to be made from horse hooves? And number two, how does earthquake prevention work in buildings? Great ideas. Great ideas. Yeah. I love them. What you're saying is, is is one of those is the topic of this podcast, which I guess if you're listening to it, you already know what it is. Um, yes. One of but. those is, is the choice for the podcast today. Yeah. So I, I've heard this is a rumor as well, and I had to know the truth. So... I mean, we've done a lot of um, urban myth type things. And yeah, um, I did that like snappy science on pop rocks. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like this is one that you just hear growing up. But I have no idea. I've never looked it up. I've never done any research on it. I don't know how glue's made. So so today we are getting to the bottom of are horse parts really used to make glue or is it just an icky rumor? And we're going to find out right after this break. All right. We're back. Let's get into some glue. Glues are one of the oldest materials that were made by our prehistoric ancestors. Single component materials such as birch, birch bark bar tar. <laughs> Birch bark tar. Some birch bar tar, please. (laughs) (laughs) Why does that sound like an old timey drink? Like at a saloon? It really does. Can I get the birch bar tar? (laughs) 
Sounds like something I scrape off the bottom of my shoes when I come in the house from walking around New York. <laughs> so basically, they found Burj Bartar that's 200,000 years old. Okay. And by 70,000 AD, our ancestors started mixing glues that consist from several components, with some of them needing to actually be heated by fire, which is crazy. So the birch bark tar <laughs> was a prehistoric type of glue. So tar was created by piling up pine logs and burning them until hot oil seeped out from a spout. As millennia and centuries went by, we learned how to create adhesives. So glues are part of the adhesive family and have origins in natural materials like we just talked about. And they could withstand larger forces and survive more in the open environment and have many useful properties. So, for example, the lamination of wooden objects. The earliest example of natural glue comes from the discovery of our ancestors, and it is the protein collagen, which, you know, everyone is all about the collagen supplements. That can be extracted from animal parts such as bones, skin, hides, hooves, and other connective tissues. Collagen. Collagen. And now we just have that stuff bottled up ready to go. I wonder yeah. if we can make our own glue out of collagen. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, when you... Okay. Have you ever done the thing like you cook your turkey on yeah. Thanksgiving and then you boil the bones or whatever yeah. to makes do some makes the best crap? broth in the world. Yeah, but then if you do it for long enough, the it gets kind of like chunky, the water yep. and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that that is the collagen. collagen. Yep. Yeah, So, because I was like trying to think like, it's that never ending question when we talk about past discoveries of like, how did they even how to do? Someone let it boil a little too long and that's how they discovered yeah. glue. They, they boiled a, some bones a little too long and their pot turned to glue and they were like, oh, okay. So other natural sources of the protein glues were blood of animals and milk solids. Um, so fish, their heads, bones, skins, air bladders can also be excellent sources of glue material. And today, three main classes of animal parts are responsible for the creation of high quality glues. That's bones, fish and hide. And plants can also be a source of many rubbery glue materials. Interesting. It is. So now let's get into the history of like glue and Elmer's glue and all that, that good stuff. Now that we know like okay. what the base of it is. Yeah. So the earliest earliest evidence of glue was found in the cave painting of Neanderthals in Les Caus, France. I have no idea how that's pronounced. <laughs> I'm, I, think, I said it with confidence and I'm going to keep going with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I shouldn't have even said anything. You, you were confident on it. <laughs> That, that's fine. So these ancient artists wanted their art to last for a substantial period of time. And to achieve this, they came up with indigenous methods of mixing glue with paint so that the cave paintings would be resistant to the moisture on the cave walls. Oh, wow. Another, I know. Isn't that so crazy? Yeah. So another area where glue is famously used is fur furniture making, obviously. Sure. And although there are plenty of techniques to fasten pieces of furniture together, glue is most commonly used as the permanent binding element. Almost all great cabinet makers from the 16th century to the late 19th century used glue in their furniture construction. Yeah, it's interesting. I, wood glue, to me, it feels like it's a little magic. Like it's a little bit yes. magic. I'm not sure how it quite works and why it's selective to wood, but I don't question it. It doesn't like anything else but wood. Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason. I don't yep. think I don't think we're getting into that in this podcast. We're not no, talking about No, we're wood not. 
We're not. Uh, we're not. Because then we would have to talk about super glue and hot glue. There's too many and glues. All the glues. Too yeah, many glues. We're, we're focusing on like glue. You know what glue I'm talking about when I say that? Like the classic Elmer's glue. The classic like little kid in school eating some Elmer's glue. That glue. <laughs> Elmer's glue rolls up on the scene in 1932. Real quick. When, when you were in elementary school, did you oh, do no. the thing where you like you put some I'm so glue scared down? about where we're about to go with this. <laughs> What did your farm town do? Nothing. Okay. Nothing here. This is not. I didn't even eat any glue. Okay. I was not that kid. <laughs> I want that out there into the world. I don't think I ate glue ever either. Maybe I nice. tasted it just because I was curious, but that's just who I am as a person. Wow. I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't maybe taste it at least <laughs> once. You weren't you know, a glue eater, though. Okay, I wasn't okay. a consistent. Yeah. Um, but did you do the <laughs> thing where you would like put it out on your desk like a blob and then hard oh, absolutely. it? Absolutely. And then you'd just peel it off. Yeah. You'd wait all day for that sucker to harden. Yeah. And then it was so <laughs> satisfying just getting in there and peeling it off. So 1932, Elmer's all glue was first made by Borden, America's leading food and beverage manufacturing company. Well, no wonder people were eating it. Yeah, right? They were confused. <laughs> they were like, well, this came from the same place that made my drink. <laughs> I have to try it. So with the advent of synthetic and plant-derived glue in the commercial industries, the animal glue started disappearing from factories. As there are now strict laws and regulations about protecting animals, no living animals can be used for such commercial purposes. However... The proteins from milk and other extracts are still being used in preparing animal glues for specific purposes. Okay. So it's not as common now. No. But it is occasionally still be happening. Yeah. So um, did you know that the cow on Elmer's glue had a name? Until I saw the logo again right here on my computer, I forgot that there was even a cow on it. So The manufacturer, Elmer's Products, still features Elsie the cow in their logo. Elsie. His name's Elsie. Okay. What a great name for a cow. Elsie, the Elmer's glue cow. Wow. Now, anytime you look at your glue bottle, you're just going to think of Elsie. Elsie the cow. Elsie the cow that gave her life for your glue. <laughs> <laughs> this is so she laid. She laid down for that glue. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's stuck to everything now. Man, that if that's not like... You're that kid. I mean, I don't know how many elementary school age kids we've got listening. There's oh, a few. no. There are. But there you go. There's your fact. Ooh, okay. So let's talk about how glue is made now. Okay. The meat. We got Get into the, yeah, it. The meat, not the, the meat. The bones. <laughs> it's the bones. The bones. <laughs> no, yeah. not the bones. Not the bones. Okay. So here's the process of manufacturing glue. So factories collect animal parts from slaughterhouses tanneries and meat packaging companies including remains such as the scraps of the hide or skin tendons bones feet ears tails fish heads scales and skin it's a dirty job it's quite literally a dirty job i would imagine yeah so all those parts are washed the dirt is removed and everything is soaked um, and the parts are then softened and the softened and clean materials are known as stock stock you know like bone okay. stock chicken stock all that stock sure yeah yeah 
Then all hides and materials are put through a series of water baths that have more and more lime in them. So the concentration of lime keeps increasing. This makes material swell and break down. Then everything is rinsed in large washing machines and the lime is completely eliminated. And any final traces of the lime are removed with the help of acetic acid or hydrochloric acid. So the lime in it is... Just helping it break down. That's what it's doing there. Yeah. Yeah. What is lime? It's a calcium containing inorganic material composed primarily of oxides and hydroxides. Oh. So by boiling the bones or whatever it may be in a pot of quicklime, the flesh and the fat become easier to remove from the bones, which makes sense because they want to get all that stuff off while keeping the bones there. Yeah. Because they need the bones. Yeah. And then they neutralize it with the acetic acid and hydrochloric acid. Makes right. sense. So the stock is then put into... God, that was so dark. We just got that into... That was really... Was very yeah, dark. That was... Okay. I, it, maybe ruining <laughs> glue for me. I'm not sure yet. I, yeah. I don't know. My child one day is going to be like, Mommy, I need to go buy Elmer's glue. And I'm going to be like, that's a dark history, baby. Yeah. <laughs> be like, sit down. Let me tell you about Elsie the cow. Elsie the cow. So the stock is put into boiling hot water and stirred. And this process is known as cooking the glue. So the cooking process is either done in open takes or pressured autoclaves until the moment when collagen protein is released from the structure of the meat and breaks down into its glue form. Okay. Yeah. So after several heat treatments, all with increasing temperature as they go through, the glue material is collected. And if the temperature or timing is inaccurate, the glue will not come out at industry standard quality. So after the cooking process performed three or four times with the increasing temperature or pressure with every successful step, the resultant liquid is referred to as glue liqueur. Glue liqueur. And this cold glue material resembles a jelly, but it cannot be used just yet. The impurities must be extracted because no one needs floating cow hoof in there. Oh, <laughs> that's some natural glue. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is performed by both obviously mechanical methods and then also by uh, chemicals such as using alum and acids. And then for the mechanical, they basically pass the heated glue fluid through mechanical filters and paper filters um, and ground bones, actually. Ground bones. Yeah, I don't... Why are we grinding bones? (laughs) Why not at this point? So finally, the extracted color of the glue is imprinted by adding additives to the mix. So most common glue colors are brown, clear, white. And then to get white, you obviously use a zinc oxide, which produces a white color. We've used it plenty of times on the channel. Mm, You can use white phosphoric acid, alum, and sulfurous bases, which are used for other colors. I wonder what like marketing research has gone into that of like, do people, because, you know, obviously whatever the color is before they add that zinc oxide would be like the natural color. Yeah. And it's like, has there been marketing research that people won't buy it in that color? Like they have to add that's the actually a really good question. I don't think that's ever bothered me, but I think because like I don't know if your classroom did this, but like my classroom, everyone just brought a glue bottle or brought glue bottles, and then we would just like use them throughout the year. Oh, it was and bring like your own, some, yeah, bring but, your like own we glue. didn't. 
yeah, you didn't label it though. It was just like everyone donated one to the classroom, if that makes sense. BYOG. (laughs) BYOG. Bring your own glue. But then we would like basically just all use them. And I would literally take the white ones out of people's hands. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just because I was like, it was just more aesthetically pleasing. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's that's just kind of what we've been programmed to think, right? Is like yeah. glue, glue is this color. Yes, but it's not. The brown is more correct. Yeah. And so is yeah. the clear. <laughs> I would assume like clearish, milky, brown. clear brown is the yeah. natural color. <laughs> it's honestly kind of crazy. Did you yeah. ever have like, you probably didn't have this. I had like sparkly glue. Sparkly glue? Yeah, it was like Elmer's glue with like sparkles in it and glitter. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't say. For what reason I needed that, I cannot tell you because I was literally gluing pieces of paper together with sparkly glue, but I guess that's the magic that's inside, so. You know, uh, around these parts, we mixed our own glitter into the glue if we needed glitter glue, <laughs> so. That's awesome. <laughs> we didn't have that any of that hilarious. fancy pre-mixed glitter glue. After coloring, the glue is still very a very weak liquid that needs to be hardened. So extraction of the water from the mix is done in several ways by drying, chilling, or dropped as beads into non-water-bearing liquor that slowly extracts water from the glue. Oh, interesting. So the entire process of glue manufacturing has to be monitored very closely with sensors controlling the temperature, the timing, extraction of impurities, safety measures, decontamination, and more. Bone glues have a slightly different process of production. The bones are degreased in a solvent and then mixed with hydrochloric acid that removes large amounts of minerals and calcium phosphate, leaving only collagen behind. Wow. Okay. So glue is really just made out of collagen. Yeah, basically, right? Like it's just getting Mm -hmm. collagen from different sources. But at the end of the day, it's just collagen. So the packing is done with special machines and the glues made from animal parts don't actually have a very long shelf life. It's kind of like right at a year for most of them. Oh, wow. So in case you're like, what is this collagen thing that you guys are talking about? Uh, Collagen is the most abundant protein in the body. And like the name implies, this type of tissue connects other tissues and its major components of bone, skin, muscles, tendons, and cartilage. So it's basically the glue of the body. It very much is the glue of the body, if you will. That was very good, Josh. Look at you. Look at me. And your collagen actually starts to stop being produced in your body at the age of like 23, I think. Oh, wow. And then from there, you're just slowly losing collagen. You're just falling apart. So if you want to produce school grade glue, zinc oxide is added. And at this point, the glue is a very weak and runny liquid. Its concentration is increased by placing it in a vacuum evaporator and dried via several methods. The glue can be chilled into either sheets or blocks and then suspended on nets to dry and become even more concentrated. After that, they are poured into different tube containers and sticks for commercial use. And the glues have played an essential role in history and will play a pivotal role in the future. So that was talking about like a glue stick. Yeah. The, the, the classic glue stick that you like twist up. I always hated glue sticks. I don't know why. They just never seem to work. 
They're the worst. Some yeah. of them are drier than others. Some of them are just like dry out. A kid forgets to put the cap on. He ruins a whole glue stick for everyone. Oh, glue sticks are awful. Nine times out of 10, you open up a glue stick and it's dried out. Or it's just oh, not, yeah. you know, it's not working. It's so gross. <laughs> I don't like glue sticks. Yeah. That's glue. Glue. So to answer your question, Creature 11, it is technically made from horse hooves and bones. Animal parts. Animal parts. But a lot of people are going more plant-based now. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like there is a move being made to shift it to more uh, plant-based situation, which I think is great. Like if, if they can create a product that's just as good. Yeah, but if the cow's already dead, just, you know, turn LC into something else. I mean, you have a point. Like, if, Am if a I cow being is insensitive? Already... <laughs> I feel like I you're don't... just being practical, you know? Yeah, I feel like if you're going to already kill it, you might as well use all of it. I, I agree with that, because otherwise then it's just parts are going to waste. That was glue. That was glue. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you give us a rating and review. Uh, it helps us more than you know. You know, we're trying to take this podcast to big places for our science pals and for this awesome community. So yeah. if you made it to this point in the podcast, please, 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 please give us a rating. You don't have to leave a review if you don't want to. Just a rating. It is so helpful. It boosts the podcast. And we really want to do something big with it this year for you, our science family and our science pals, because you guys make us better and more awesome individuals and you arm us with awesome knowledge. So if you like yeah. the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating, um, send us an email at randomtheorypod at gmail.com. And we love hearing from you guys. Like, yeah. we have so many emails. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah. I I mean, I will add to what Grace said about, you know, we want to take this podcast to better places. But also, we just like hearing from you science pals out there, the yeah. listeners. You know, it, it blows my mind to hear, you know, from whoever it may be, Creature 11 or Sarah Talkington of like, you people are listening to Grace and I ramble about birch bark tar and you know hopefully learning something but yeah so we just we just like to know that people are out there learning something and we want to hear what you have or what you want to learn and what you're taking mm -hmm. away from it so yes please drop a rating review send us an email if that's your thing um and we'll uh we'll probably read it here on a future episode it's exciting yeah well i think that's it for this week yeah i think so i was gonna ask if you wanted to go eat some glue but probably shouldn't no that. now that i know yeah. it's horse hooves i think i'm out yeah yeah all right science pals that is all for this week we'll see you next week and we can't wait to learn something new right alongside you bye